Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with Ava Max. She has a brand new album to discuss. It's called Diamonds and Dance Floors. I'm also really just excited to get to know her. I have a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, and uh, so does she. We have a lot to get into, okay? Today's interview being delivered to you by GoPuff. Come on. Thousands of items available right in the palm of your hand. Get GoPuff, download the app, and try them out. Everything you need delivered to your door instantly. From like booze to snacks, electronics to home goods, GoPuff has it. They're doing delivery different. They're doing it better. And if you want to save money when you're checking out, use my code, Zach10. You'll save $10 off your first two orders. This is a big deal. $10. You'll save it off your first two orders. Zach10, use it and enjoy. Here's Ava Max. Hello, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That's Stanley. Yeah. Welcome to the studio for the first time ever. Ava Max! Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> this is a big deal because I we only have ever really corresponded over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you out like a couple of times, like very limited in some social settings. I know. I try to be social because I'm a little hermit. I like to just be by myself. It's hard to like crack out of the shell. Definitely. A lot of highs and goodbyes and like, where are you from again? Like, you know what I mean? Like Ugh. a lot of that. Hey, but you've been in LA for how many years? <laughs> Um, LA. I've been in LA for, I mean, because it's complicated. I came here with my family when I was 14 for a year and a half for music. My mom's like, all right, girl, you're leaving school. You're going to start homeschooling. We're going to California and we're going to try and make this happen. So we stayed for a year when I was 14 and then it didn't work. No one wanted to sign a 14 year old girl. So do you go back to Wisconsin? (laughs) Um, No, South Carolina. I know, random. Do you feel defeated at that moment? For sure. I went, I went into an actual real high school, did not homeschool in South Carolina. It sucked. It was like I was bullied. I, I hated it. Like I would just like tell all the teachers, like, I'm not going to be here long. I'm going to go to California to be a singer. And I would sometimes just like leave class and my parents would be so furious. But I told them it was their fault for dragging me to South Carolina. <laughs> so what eventually brings you back? How much, uh, how long do you wait before you return? Um, well, I, you know, I had to wait for my, I had to wait with my family to come because obviously like, I don't know, LA is a scary place sometimes, especially for a teenage girl. So I'm like, what do I do next? And my brother was managing me at the time. Um, he told me, you know, once dad is done working in South Carolina, whatever he was doing, we're going to go back to LA. I'm like, okay, 17 years old, we go back to LA. And it's, it's been like. Oh, so yeah, over 10 years I've been in L.A. And I, I love L.A. How much growth? I, I'm assuming a lot. Like, because a normal human being goes through a lot of growth between 14 years old and 17. Um, so I feel like I had to adapt to a lot of different situations. And to do that, you have to be out of your comfort zone, you know? So I, I, I was like, uh, I was open to it, but I also didn't have another choice. Right. I was moving around a lot. I just wanted to sing, and and that's that was my one goal. My like whole life since I was eight years old, I've been singing. So, yeah. Does your goal ever switch to being somebody who wants to just sing, and then somebody who wants to just sing and write? Sing and write at fourteen. Uh-huh. I started singing Mariah Carey songs and Celine Dion songs when I was eight years old. Got it. And then I started writing songs when I was fourteen. What changes, or what? How do you realize that? writing a song is vital to this whole process i didn't really know until i wrote my first song and i wrote my first song 
um, in Virginia. And then I started writing a little more with a family friend down in Miami, uh, Kevin Rudolph. He was a family friend of ours. I mean, like that's like, up. let it rock, right? Exactly. So I was around him during that whole time. It was so fun. Him, Little Wayne. Like it was. That's crazy. It was incredible to watch him go from like here to like here with that song. Um, but we went down to Miami as a family for like a month and we recorded so many songs together because, you know, he produced and uh, wrote and I learned a lot from him. But then I was like, now what? You know, I don't have a studio I can go huh. to. So I had to find a studio in Virginia because so, I lived in Virginia at the time. Is this after you leave L.A. for the first time or before you this go to L.A.? This is before. Wow. This is before. I was doing little singing competitions here and there, which I hated it. I loved performing, huh. but I didn't like how like they pit people against each other because no one's like I feel like you're number one you're number two you're number three it's like I feel I just don't like it no one's like it's not good for the mental health I feel like do you learn anything from those competitions that you apply now because you're in a pretty competitive pop Um, scene you know (laughs) that's a fact but I don't really look at it that way I, I think I just I take it everything with a grain of salt I kind of take everything easy. I'm just like, when I'm in the studio, I want to write about something, I write about it. I don't think like, is this song going to be number one? You know? Do you ever wonder why songs of yours have gone number one or have been as timeless as they really have the potential to be? I take a lot of time on one song. I don't know. I'm I'm a perfectionist. And um, I don't know. I, I think I like to make empowering music. And I think everyone needs an empowering record to listen to especially like when they're going to work in the morning and you know I need it all the time I I need empowering music um for, like uh happy Pharrell I'm obsessed with that song <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you happy <laughs> you know what I mean like we need more music Lizzo's music makes you happy what we emotion need happier music what emotion did you want to be evoked when you listen to Sweet But Psycho to feel empowered that you can get out of any bad relationship or any bad situation and 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 that you know psycho you can turn that word and flip it into like something good like psycho actually to me means strong like Uh, you're speaking your mind i understand that and i i like the word psycho and i am psycho (laughs) i'm psycho for my music i'm psycho for my family i'm psycho for my friends i'm psycho to live each day like it's my last like i'm I'm psycho and I'm proud to be psycho. Do you know you're a psycho before you write that record? Does that writing that record make you realize that you are a psycho? No. I didn't know I was psycho until that record. <laughs> really? Well, because that that record also realigns so much. Like, maybe, fuck realigns, establishes so much for you. Definitely. It also, like, it sets a bar. Yeah. Creatively? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to explain, like, the feeling I got when that song came out. I, I didn't know it was going to do what it did at all did you have any expectations i mean i thought the song was great but i didn't think it was gonna go number one in a matter of weeks what was great about it um you know i felt really good i remember every time the song ended before i put it out and i listened to it i was like again i want to hear it again I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. And then I'm just like, whoa, that's weird. I never want to hear my own voice again that many times. Wow. And so you can, I really believe that I was reading this quote online. I forgot who it was from, but you can give um, the greatest singer, like, or the, the sorry, the worst singer a hit song and it's a hit song and it can make them, right? But it doesn't matter how great your voice is if 
not everyone likes the song or it's not catchy or it's not great and it doesn't empower you or doesn't make you feel good, right? It doesn't matter how great of a singer you are. So that made me think of making music differently. And that was actually before Sweet But Psycho. And that's when I started writing Sweet But Psycho, Kings and Queens, and all the other records and feeling like, okay, I'm not, I don't want to just like do, hit these long, long notes. I want something people can dance to. I want to feel good when I hear my records. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel happy. I want to feel like I can achieve anything I want to achieve. And so I thought of making music a little differently after I read that quote. And it, it, how would you define how you made music pre that quote? Um, you know, <coughs> I was really just about showing my voice, like doing the craziest runs. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't do those runs anymore because I love to perform and do them on stage. But when it comes to a record, I want to make sure, you know, you can sing to it with me. I, I you know, I don't, I don't want to just go in and hit the freaking longest note in, in a chorus. And it's just like, eh, okay, great. You're showing your voice, but so you're sacrificing the actual song. How does that play into a competitive pop scene? Do you feel like, because at the end of the day like to your point like uh, an audience member may not like a, a normal person listening to a record may not care about runs but like where that's impressive is to another pop artist <laughs> you get what I'm saying no I feel what you're saying so like is there a, a, like a want in you to put your best vocal foot forward just to show others what you can do because like on stage I feel like I'm another beast on stage like that's that's a different Avon stage like I in the studio I just want to make the record sound the best it can sound and I'm not even thinking about oh make sure I show off my vocals like you know I, I don't think like that I just what think are about you thinking record. about just making sure you know the melody is is infectious the lyrics can touch your soul you know I don't I don't I, I I'm very much crazy with changing the chorus lyrics over and over and over again and I get so many opinions I love to get everyone's opinion and and then and then you get an opinion where you're like, oh, wow, how did I not think of that? And then I change it again. So it takes me like six months to eight months to do a song sometimes. Really? Most times. Like Kings and Queens took a year. How do you know what, which opinions to act on and which not to? When you want to repeat the song 150 times in a row, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, okay, it's ready now but to go out. <laughs> that's how you know it's done. But like, if you're filtering through opinions you can't take everybody's opinions and no you can't I really think that is something I've learned along the way I, I like to get everyone's opinion and then I make my own decision at yeah. the end of the day that is important you have to make your own decision at the end of the day but it's good to gather right everyone's ideas and thoughts because you know everyone listens to music differently that's another thing too you also never know it's gonna go it, like so that's true <laughs> When Sweet But Psycho hits the way it does, do you think you're gonna be able to do it again? No. I was like, this is crazy, it's a phenomenon. I'm done after this. Really? <laughs> do you believe that? I believe that. I was so pinching myself when I was hearing it on the radio, I'm like, eh, this isn't me, this isn't me, this is crazy. I've wanted this my whole life, and here is this moment all over the radio. I'm hearing my voice. How is this possible right now? It's been a matter of weeks and it's number one everywhere. I was in shock. <laughs> so, but do you take that success and does it factor into how you make music moving forward? I mean, I just, you know, at that point my life started moving so fast 
that I was on tour while I was finishing Heaven and Hell, the album, yeah. the first album. So I had to really, you know, I was I was recording and writing music with um, Circuit on the road. He came on the road. We were in the in closets in the hotel rooms. We were putting pillows over my head to make it sound like a real studio because I couldn't go to an actual studio sometimes. When was Kings and Queens done? After Sweet But Psycho. Immediately after? Like um, before Sweet But Psycho was released or after it was released? After it was released. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but we worked on it for a year. Really? Yeah. Torn was written and recorded and it was released. That was like six months. So yeah, it took six months to a year for each of those records. <laughs> that, and Kings and Queens does it again. Kings and Queens did it. I mean, that one means a lot to me because it it's it's so inspiring the lyrics and it's about just how you know women can do it all queens can do it all and uh, it's inspiring in so many ways where i again i didn't know what it was gonna do when it came out i just knew i loved the record i felt good putting this out and it was an anthem that i think everyone needed to hear it, this whole thing's interesting because you do you released two songs, one song before Kings and Queens, but post Sweet But Psycho, right? I'm like, I don't even remember now. I think it is, right? <laughs> I think so am I and Salt. Yeah, Salt. Mm -hmm. Salt was on YouTube before Sweet But Psycho ever came out. And Not Your Barber Girl was on YouTube before Sweet But Psycho ever came out. Why was YouTube the place? I don't know. It's just what I decided to do at the time. Well, were you labelless? Oh, were you? Did you have no label? <laughs> I'm like, was that? <laughs> no, I... um. Got signed a year before Super Psycho came out, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So. That's like a, mm -hmm. that's crazy. For sure. And I got signed to Mike Karen and APG Atlantic. Yeah, of course. Mike Karen was like my mentor. I learned so much from him. He's and one of the greatest executives, right? The whole thing. To I don't exist. care what anyone says about him. He knows everything about music. He is so intellectual about it, so smart about it. And he... He he he's like a sponge. He soaks it all in, and then when I ask him a question, he's like, he gives me like different options. Like he knows everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. It's crazy. <laughs> he's just he's a great mentor. Circuits a great mentor as well. So I feel like I have the best the best squad for sure. I, I Red One was on there too. Red One, incredible talent. Dan loves Red One. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. You remember when he came on our show? Yeah, he's Once. so talented. Yeah. I I love him. Worked with him um, on Kings and Queens. That song is so good. Thank you. Yeah, I love the line still about the sword. If I had one, it'd be bigger than yours. That's a fact. I feel like <laughs> if I had a sword, it would be bigger than most of my, yeah. Exes. <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> but no, I think in general, women would have bigger, excuse me, dicks. If they had dicks than men. <laughs> It's horrible I, to say, but it's I true. Agree. It's true. <laughs> Women are just better in every way. <laughs> so uh, they are. I'm sorry. Heaven and Hell. Is that a story you're trying to tell with that album? <laughs> um, Heaven and Hell. Oh, my life. I feel like my life was just like, but like so up and down, and that's why the album was my first album was called Heaven and Hell. But life post Sweep and Psycho. No, I mean before. Got it. Yeah, just trying to make it as a singer was so... It was tough for me, you know? Um, I I just... I wanted it for so long, and I thought it was never going to happen. 
because no one was like ever giving me a shot. No one wanted to sign me. Um, there was a lot of moments where I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because it's, it's getting to that point yeah. where I maybe have to choose another career. But every time I got discouraged, I kept going back to the studio and I kept writing music and I kept singing. And um, I would sing at jazz night a few nights at <laughs> the W. No one knows that, but I did that because I really wanted to perform and I love to sing. It, that's like the sign of a true performer, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter who the fuck is, like, it, it doesn't matter who, how many people are there or if anybody's even listening. It's just the fact that there's people in a room and you're doing what you do best. I love to sing. That's one thing where I don't think I'll ever stop doing. Do you consider yourself just a singer or an artist? An artist, yeah. I'm I'm involved in every aspect of every part of my career. I write all my music video with directors I collaborate with. I write all my music with songwriters I collaborate with. I I see kind of sometimes the music video in my head while I'm writing the song. I'm I'm very visual like that. I love I love visuals. Is that a role you've had to or, or skills you've had to acquire or something that's innate in you the same way singing is? Um. No, I feel like I'm just I'm just a creative person, you know. I I love I love anything creative. I love I love it all. What's the hardest part about making a song? Holding on to it. Oh. And waiting to release it cuz I just want to put it out. Sometimes waiting to release music is just the worst. <laughs> Does it ever work to your advantage waiting? Mm, I guess sometimes, but I just want to put it out. Like if I'm in the studio, I just want to be like, should I leak my own music? And <laughs> always management label, don't do it. Don't do it. So, so. you say that <laughs> and then there's an actual leak. I know. I'm not sure how that happens. I still need to investigate that further. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know what all that is about. You did it. I know. Imagine if I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't I'm know just kidding. No, I didn't do it. Um, unfortunately, I probably should have, but. No, it, it makes me kind of upset in the moment, obviously. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you know, th that's not when the music's supposed to come out. It, it's your story that should be shared when you want to share it. Right. And I was I was really hurt in the moment. But then I realized, you know what? Not everyone heard it. And it's okay. It's I'm, I'm going to still release my song in January. I mean, my album in January. And that's when it's going to come out and... There's nothing I can do about it at the end of the day. I don't know how that stuff even happens. It's just hurtful when you see it all online. And yeah. You don't know how to take it down. You feel lost. Yeah. I'm just like, now what? Should I just... I sometimes... You know, I felt like almost like, should I even put it out? That's how upset I was. And in the moment. But then you let them win. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. Who are you? Do you have any <laughs> ideas? Suspicions? No, I don't know. It could be anyone, right? I mean, I, I'm assuming... It's definitely a hater. Yeah, but the record's <laughs> hit a lot of different people. It's definitely a hater. I mean, I would assume so. No, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, this is an album that you gotta listen to. There's gonna be a link in the description below. It's the the legitimate uh, you know, link to the album. No, no bootleg hogwash nonsense. Only the real stuff here. Only streams that count in a way that you want it to be received. Are we listening to this album top to bottom in order or what? Preferably, but if you want to listen to one song on repeat and nothing else, you can do that too. Got it. <laughs> got it, got it. It's a heartbreak album, isn't it? 
It is. Yeah. Yeah. But with you, <laughs> I mean, you're a very private person who doesn't really say much about your private life. So it's interesting to hear you kind of open up like this. I know. I didn't mean to. It just happened. And while I was writing the record, I was going through a couple heartbreaks. Mm. Not just one, a couple. And they really rocked me. But I don't think, I don't want to say this album's about that anymore. It's about coming out stronger from all the heartbreak. But does that, that meaning doesn't become clear to you until it's done and like, right? Oh, 1000%. I sometimes think like, for instance, one of us is a really emotional record and uh, I don't know how I'm going to perform that record. So that record really hits me hard. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how Dell does it. <laughs> what is the story behind that song? Where were you when it came to you? Um, I was uh, writing it in L.A. with some friends of mine, and Circuit was involved, and we were in the studio, and we were in the middle of making the album, and um, we were just going in, going deep, personal, personal shit, so you know? <laughs> Are most of these records starting with you just like in a session talking about it? Or are you coming in with lyrics or anything? I done? like to get on the mic and put down melodies and sometimes lyrics come out. Like for instance, maybe you're the problem. That whole chorus kind of just came out of my mouth in the microphone with the melody. And so it was done. Afterwards, we listened to the chorus and we're like, holy cow, I did not know. That just came out of me right now. I'm like, okay, that's what we're working on today. That that is a good song so sometimes it hits like that and you don't even know where it's stemming from no i i just close my eyes and kind of i like to i like to not hear the beat sometimes and so when i'm in the studio i hear the beat for the first time in the booth Got it. and then i want to see what comes out naturally because i'm really i'm a spiritual person so i like to feel it yeah i don't want to mess with uh, I don't want to jinx anything so I'm just like I don't want to hear the song I don't want to hear the beat like with Circus sometimes he wants to play me his new beat I'm like uh uh I was like let's just hear it in the booth and then I want to see what comes out of me first and that's what's meant to be sometimes other times it's just I just say horrible things and it's not good <laughs> but that's so are you able to realize who and what maybe you're the problem is about like after it's done yeah I know who it's about for sure but you don't know while it's happening no, I know. Yeah? <laughs> I know. I know who it's about for sure. Yeah. Do you thank someone like that for helping you craft a record that's made you millions of dollars? Um, You know, I don't even look at it that way. I think, like, afterwards, I think, wow, sometimes heartbreak is a good thing because you grow stronger from it. I think of it like that. You mm. rise up from the ashes. You're a better person from it. I didn't know that heartbreak even hurt that bad until it happened to me. Mm. I see things differently. I hear lyrics differently. I write differently now. I I feel differently. I even talk to people differently. I mean, heartbreak can really change you. And yes, in a bad way in the moment, and you feel like you're dying, but afterwards you're just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was this strong bitch. Okay, okay, uh. let's go. New New person. I feel like I run from heartbreak. Look, I that was me for a long time, but then it came out of nowhere. And then Oofed. it was like a knife to the heart. And you have to either like adapt <laughs> or die. 
you feel like you're dying. You really do. I didn't, re again, I didn't understand, like, in the movies, they're like, I can't handle this anymore. I want to die. I'm just like, what? No, girl, just why are you crying over a guy? And now here I am crying over a guy. I'm just like, wake the fuck up. And I, I was just like constantly sad for like a month. So what role does this album play in that healing process or at least a realization? What role does it play? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I think... It's healing, yes, for artists to write lyrics and to let it out. It's kind of like therapy in a way. So that right there, letting it all out, hearing it again, That's it. performing it again, over and over again, it's very healing. Sometimes it opens up the wound, depending on my mood, but um, I try yeah. not to get too emotional when I hear certain lyrics. <laughs> What's the difference between this new album and heaven and hell. What's what are the biggest points of growth, or the biggest differences? My life, really. Um, heaven and hell was all about trying to make it in the industry. I was writing just empowering music, just songs about like uh, almost revengeful, right? These uh, diamonds and dance floors is more so my personal experiences in relationships and how I felt in them. And after the fact, after the heartbreak, and how I felt feeling better after the heartbreak. For instance, Million Dollar Baby is about coming out stronger and seeing your worth finally, opening your eyes to who you really are, and knowing that you are indeed a million dollar baby. But you can't really see that with the other person still in the way. No. You can you can be blinded, you know? What did they say? Love is blind? Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> is blind. It really, truly is. I learned that too. But um, I'm, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. Me too. I am right. So I mean, unhealthy. It's hard. It's so unhealthy. And, and it's it's like <laughs> God. It's fucked up, dude. It's oh. the worst. But right, like you know, I, I don't have my guard up all the way because I'm a hopeless romantic. But it's kind of it's halfway. <sighs> she the guard is up a little bit. You know. I had my guard up very high, and then it's been down, and then. I don't know. It's fucked up. I don't know. It's it's strange. And I'm super single. I don't even know where to begin. I'm just like, how do you even date? Oh. <laughs> Dan's actually never been on a date, and he's 32. They're awkward. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, aren't they strange? You got to go out and talk to yeah, somebody you don't know. Yeah, you have to know. ask them, like, where they're how from and how are you? Oh, you got to get to know someone? You have to get to know someone, what their favorite color is. Like, I don't, like, like, don't want to sit there and watch a stranger eat a salad. That's awkward. Yeah, like watching the slow-mo chewing. Yeah. It's a lot. And there's silence and it's like, okay, what yeah, are but, doing Yeah, here? but you should want to yeah. talk to that person you're seeing across from. It's a, definitely a learning experience, right? I feel like there's better ways to get to know each other. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Be friends first. See what, you know, I don't know. What am yeah, I talking about? I don't know. Yeah, idea. you don't know anything. It's tough. It's tough out there in the yeah, dating How are you world. dating now? Also, it's probably a little harder for you. People know who you are. I may be dating. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Why is it important to keep your private life so private? Because like I said, we don't, nobody knows anything like about you and what you've been doing. Well, like I said, I'm a spiritual person. And I truly believe this, that if the whole world knows everything down to who you're dating and what you're eating every morning and what you're doing in that very moment, they can really ruin it. Mm -hmm. mm. And I'm not saying they're intentionally ruining it, but if someone's talking about a date, let's say a celebrity is going on 
constantly all around the world chatter. That's a lot of negative energy towards their relationship. Mm-hmm. And True. right? And so I I'm I'm all about energy. I want to keep it positive and and um I don't want people talking negative about a relationship maybe that I'm in or a a date that I went on and um and kind of ruin it in a way. That could also kill the relationship. Exactly. Neg- yeah, negative things being said about you. Energy's a real thing. Yeah. People have strong energy. Oh yeah. Have you oh, ever yeah. been near someone where you're just like, whoa, like I could feel everything you're feeling. It's just very strong. And the collective force of that Imagine is Imagine the entire world talking about a oh, date fuck that, that okay. I'm going on. I mean, that I would crumble inside. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you catfish so. your brother for a month? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm you sorry, are? Denny. You did that? <laughs> oh, no. Your brother doesn't know? No, no, he knows. This is when I was 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 14. I was a baby. What did I know? I was just playing a prank on my brother. Just trying to workshop a new character. I was messing with him because he would always mess with me. So I made a fake Facebook and like started DMing him. And I made a whole name. And my name was Ava, actually. And at the time, (laughs) I was still going by Amanda. Really? Yeah. I was still going by Amanda. And I didn't have a middle name because usually... Albanians don't give their children middle names and after I played that whole prank on my brother we were sitting there and I'm just like Ava oh my goodness I like that I actually I actually want my name to be Ava and so I went to court and legally made my name Ava and I told everyone not to call me Amanda anymore that's a big change yeah so I was Ava ever since that prank that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's weird not a lot of people know that but that's how Ava came about Curtis you catfished your brother Cause I catfished my freaking brother, and I'm sorry, Denny, but it worked out now. So it was meant to be. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, I love my brother though. We're very close. It, this is kind of historic too. Christmas Eve, you had 7.1 million streams on Spotify in a single day. When was that? Your third biggest streaming day ever on the platform. Is that because you have a Christmas song? Is that Christmas without you? I, I, they say on Christmas Eve. Well, oh, but but this is also part of the fact that you did twelve visualizers for twelve songs. Yes, in twelve days. Yes, I uh, I did that, and That's I had crazy. a lot of fun doing it. Though it was fun. I uh, love visuals. Stressful. You did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was running on a treadmill for a song, Sleepwalker. That's not that visual's not out yet. It's coming out this month. But I want to tell you how crazy that was. There was a treadmill, right? And I was running in these platforms. And there was like four people trying to catch me if I fall because it was going so fast. And by the end of it, it was going like really, really fast. And like in the VFX, it's, there's going to be demons that are chasing me. What and the, the song f- is called Sleepwalker. But but um, I was running for so long because I had to do it over and over again that like, oh my God, just that one day running for like, I guess it was like an hour and a half to two hours and sprinting. I was like in the best shape that month in December (laughs) from that one day. So now I know the secret. Go hard for an hour and a half once a month. And you're good. I'm good. I'm like, I was looking at me. I was like, damn, I got abs. Okay. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm going to run for an hour and a half once a month. That's my routine. Wow. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But actually though, it was pretty gnarly to see what that can do. Is it hard to convince your team to let you do, like get the money to do 12 visualizers that can be released over 12 days? Um, you know, I have the best team and they really believe in Diamonds and Dance Floors and at the time they we were talking about what we wanted to do and I really wanted a visual for each album. I mean, imagine. Each <laughs> I wanted a visual for each album. No, I wanted a visual for each song on the album. And um, they were supportive about it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I was very excited that they said yes. She's expensive. 
You know, <laughs> I just want, I want to give the fans everything I can. I, I want to, like, if I can do it, I want to do it. I want to do it. It seems like people from the teasers are excited for Cold as Ice. I've seen that. I yeah. love Cold as Ice, too. I wonder, I wonder why that one. I'm curious. It sounds a little different than some of the other songs on the album. I've only heard the yeah. snippet, so I, can, I can't say much about it. I feel like anytime I'm a little psycho, I keep a piss on in my pillow at night, like the lyrics. Like they, I feel like my fans like me psycho. Mm. I think like online, I think they compare me with like Harley Quinn sometimes. And, mm, yes. and so anytime I do a song with lyrics that are a little crazy, a little psycho, I think that's what I am. But yeah, yeah. you are a psycho. I guess. <laughs> I am, but it's cold as ice for sure is another psycho type record, I would say. What's the story behind it? Like what what are you trying to say? It's just about like having uh, once again your guard up and being cold as ice and knowing that like once you, you know when you're dating and it's about like not not expecting too much from me like i am i'm gonna have my guard up i've been through it all and take it or leave it this is how i am even though that's how you are are you still susceptible to change like are you still down to change and grow it depends on the person are you talking about relationships because it really depends on the person <laughs> i get that do you not believe in changing yourself for somebody uh no you gotta be who you are with life comes natural healthy growth and evolution that like that yes I, I i agree with evolution for yourself though you yeah. gotta do it for yourself but can't somebody else help that help bring that out in you yes i believe that like people influence you in good and bad ways <laughs> isn't a great relationship bringing the best out in somebody else mm -hmm. and then them doing it to you but can i tell you i don't want to rely on that i want to rely on myself because i've noticed that when you rely on someone else for like okay, is this person making me the best I can be? No, it's like, I don't want to even think like that. I just want to have a good time with my person. I want the, my person to be a good, genuine person. Totally. Think good things about me, not like have any kind of sort of negative thoughts about me, and I'm good. I'm good to go. I'm I'm pretty simple in that way. I don't, I don't really want, I don't expect anyone to have anything for me to become better, if that makes sense. I get that. Because I know a lot of people are like, I want to be in a relationship where I feel like I'm a better person. Yes, if you can make bring that out of yourself. But I don't think, it's it's a lot to expect someone to, to like. To do that, totally. Yeah, because then you get in your head, you're just like, but why am I upset today? Is it is it this person? Is, uh, it, is, it, is it this person yeah, that's, you, that's making me upset? You lack accountability. Exactly. And I don't want to get in that because it's like a... a cycle a bad cycle that sure. you can really drown yourself in and then the relationship ends up getting toxic is heartbreak better for making music or is redemption mm. better i used to think redemption but i definitely think now heartbreak got it and does that only come from these two but i don't albums? want any more heartbreak <laughs> I mean, it gave you Super Psycho. I don't want any more. I'm done with the heartbreak. It gave us kings and queens. I know what it feels like. That's all I need now. It gave us <laughs> records that will pay us money for the rest of our lives. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah. That song's going to like, be heard somewhere. It's, it's weird. It's probably being heard so many places at this very second in time. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, like malls and restaurant playlists and shit. It's strange. It is pretty strange. 
just like, turn it off. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, turn it <laughs> up. What are you thinking, Dan? Is there, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but like, this is a heartbreak album. There's a lot of sad lyrics, but the songs don't sound sad at all. Is there a reason you do that? Because you also seem to stay away from ballads. In the studio, though, I was like, yeah, exactly. So I, one of us started off as a ballad. Uh-huh. And after it was done, I just couldn't help but make it a dance record. I wanted it to be a dance record. I, I thought, how about I turn this heartbreak I'm feeling into dance anthems as well? So we start the new year off just with the dance party. And I think it's also good because... It's empowering. So when someone hears the lyrics and they relate to the heartbreak, they also are like, wait, why do I feel like dancing? I feel good. Oh, my God. I I can overcome this heartbreak. I wanted them, whoever's listening to the music and they've been through a heartbreak, that they they know there's a better side to it. They're going to come out the other side better and they can dance their way out of it. That's what I wanted Diamonds and Dance Floors to do. Do all of these records (laughs) sound good acoustically? You know, I feel like you can make any song sound good acoustically. Well, but well, what comes first, a good acoustic song or a great song with crazy production? I think it starts uh, more stripped back first. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then Circuit adds his magic. So, <laughs> like, was it easy to turn a ballad into a dance record, like with one of us? Um, That was actually one of the hardest ones. Because uh, I, I truly, in my heart, wanted to make it a dance record, but it sounded so good as a ballad. But then I'm like, what am I doing? I, 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 I'm, I really feel like crying too much yeah. from this being a ballad. There needs to be a balance. I need to feel like crying and dancing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what- and right now I'm just lying on the floor, crying. <laughs> <laughs> so we started, you know, Making it a little faster and made it a dance record and it is what it is now. Why do you stay away from ballads? I don't stay away from it. It's just, it's going to come when it comes. <laughs> You're also so good at making dance records. You're so good at making dance thank music. Thank you, thank you. I love making dance music. But it's dance music that has real heavy emotion and feeling and reality. It's great. I'm an emotional person. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm really emotional sometimes. But that's why I make them into dance records. Because then all I would do is cry on stage. That's all I would do is cry. You don't want to see me cry on stage no. the entire time. We want to dance and cry a little. Like when I turn away. <laughs> <laughs> what song changed your life more? Sweet But Psycho or Not Your Barbie Girl? Oh my God. That's uh, definitely an easy question. <laughs> Sweet but psycho. <laughs> but not your Barbie girl was a decent sized record too. Did that get you signed? Uh, that song, actually, yeah, you're right. It did. That song did. Did I miss that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like easily one. It's probably maybe like your first legitimate like original release. It was huge on TikTok before yeah. TikTok was even that big. Yeah, I remember that. It was massive. It was like 2.4 billion videos. 2.4 million or two. It was a billion. Yeah, it was long. It was nuts. Oh. Oh, what the motto just crossed like a billion streams or something. I love the motto. Congratulations! Oh, on thank that. you, thank it, you so much. I love Tiesto. I love the motto. That whole experience was so much fun and unexpected. He sends me this record. I'm like, whoa! He wants me to rap on this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't rap, but it was a very, very low, low. That's the motto. You know, dude. Everybody well, in my life range there. <laughs> everybody's obsessed with that record. Uh, thank you and look I freaking love the motto I'm so happy I did it with TSO I feel like if I hadn't done that record my career would have definitely been a little different like that record is special to me 
do you I get that it. thing fully packaged and you just add your vocals to it or are you writing? I changed, what do you get? I changed up the lyrics. I changed up some melodies. Like I, I changed it up. I, I never like ever take a song that someone sends me and sing it and that's it. It's I've never done that. It's more so like I go in the studio, I try different things, I change the lyrics, I change the melody. Sometimes I strip down the whole song and there's like one sentence left, but with the motto, it was like 75% there. It was so good. Wow. When Tiesa sent it, I was like, holy cow, that is a record. Do you ask him <laughs> why you? He just, you know, we've been wanting to do something together for a while. Well, like that's a, he could, uh, you know, Everybody says, and we've had, I've interviewed more DJs uh, than, uh, you know, I can count. <laughs> they all say that, like, it doesn't matter the vocalist on, the, like, you could take a no-name unknown vocalist and the song could still be the biggest hit in the world. I, if the, the song's a hit, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's like, it's one of the, but but that's like, a, that, that's like almost any big, like, I know, honestly, it. we should call TSR right now and ask him I, why he chose me. We to, can? I really want to know. I, I, he must have heard something and by the way he may, really he's so calculated him. and strategic he's one of the smartest music producers maybe in existence like, think he about is. it and he's so nice oh such a great guy so nice and he's been doing this since the dawn of time and he's only <laughs> yeah. gotten bigger I know and also he has he's so egoless that like he lifts and carries so many people with him mm -hmm. and has given opportunity to so many young DJs over the last like 10-15 years it's really it's special I know he he doesn't stop, and I think that's something to just like watch too his his career, and um, it's so inspiring. It makes me never want to stop too. It's like it, you can constantly evolve mm -hmm. and innovate. Oh, one thousand percent. The opportunity is always there as long as you keep swinging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I agree. I I love him. I mean, the motto. You know right away that it has the potential to be something. I knew, I knew, yeah. I loved it. I mean, I loved it. Do you send notes back? Um, you know, I was just in the studio and I started messing with it. And then I sent it back and Tiesa's like, whoa, I love it. We finished it, shot a music video, done. It was so fast, actually. That was very fast. It happened very fast. What did you like, change? Two um, I changed some of the verse, the, the chorus. I kind of did some different runs. I added my own flair, you know, like huh. I, I always, I always do that. That music video is pretty cool too. It's a Thank hotel. you. And we did a dance video as well after Sick. that because it, it was just so epic that we had to shoot a second music video. <laughs> like we love that record. That song is so good. Thank you. Timeless. Thank you. How do you feel about collabs as a whole? Because there's no collabs on the album. You've done a couple, but not many. Not on the albums. Yeah. No. I I sometimes feel like I want to share with my fans everything I'm dealing with and feeling in the moment, and not think about features and just mm -hmm. focus on the entirety of the album as whole without anyone else on it and you know put it out but not to say there's not going to be any features on a deluxe or you know at all this year but I you know I love a good feature I've done a lot of features I love features but on the album I don't know I just I just haven't I haven't I guess I'm so focused in the studio that I'm not like out reaching out to people I'm just writing and it just ends up not having any features so so when people <laughs> say they don't you know know the real you are they just not listening to your music intensely enough or detailed enough well i mean like you said i'm a little private mm -hmm. maybe a lot private you could search her entire instagram twitter you won't find anything yeah i'm very we have. private. i know we've looked <laughs> i you know i i'm learning to be a little bit more open it's hard for me because like i said everything's energy and i i just want to 
I, I also still want to keep my mental health game strong and be happy to do what I do. And uh, if I'm not good, then I won't I won't be able to release music, you know. So I, at the end of the day, it starts with me. So I wanna I wanna be strong enough to like do what I do, and um, that's probably why I try and hide some things. But you know, I it's inevitable, you know. Do you think you need to share to be successful? Um, and that can be success could be defined differently. You know what I mean? And in a, in like different ways. Like for me, I share through my lyrics. Uh. I share through my music. I share on stage. I share in interviews. But my my relationships, maybe no, that's maybe in the future. Who knows? I just right now where I'm at at this point in my life. I I love what I'm doing and I'm I'm happy and I, I you know I I don't feel the need to go too deep like that. I mean, again, I I could get more open later on. It depends on how I'm feeling, but right now I'm good. Slow and steady wins <laughs> the race, and it's clearly working. Diamonds and Dance Force—that is the name of the album. We're going to put a link in the description below. Is there a lyric from this album that sticks out to you? Oh, just top of brain. Um. Uh, I'm thinking I wanna yeah no one of us would die for love one of us would give it up I think that right there is the whole duality of the album Diamonds and Dance Floors it kind of sets the tone on all the heartbreak of this album that's right it's a really hard thing to say but also to like come to terms with yeah it's challenging. Sometimes you're not going to feel the same with someone else. And I guess that's okay, but you got to move on. It's hard. <laughs> you ever ask the In the Dark inspo why they only loved you in the dark? Oh, that one is really just about like... They gay? That's when I was... Re- <laughs> you are cracking me up. No, that literally... <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. They gay? No, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> so when I was... Closet. When I was like 19 and I was dating, I feel like I remember, from what I remember being single 19, that was inspiration from when I was younger. It was more so about like how I would date and then they didn't want to like hang out during the day. They didn't want to go for lunch or they didn't want to get coffee. And like, it was just like nighttime. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, why do you only love me in the dark? I would always Uh, think that in my head. And I finally wrote a song about it. God. Because I feel like a lot of also young oh, yeah. girls feel that yeah. way. Somebody you know? using you for what they want, not like actually creating a real relationship with you. Like keeping it at a distance. And yes. it's like so, so hurtful, especially as a young girl. It's like then then you start feeling insecure. You're like, uh. is something wrong with me? Why don't you want to get coffee with me? Why don't you want to see me in the daylight? Because they don't want to yeah, exactly. commit. They just want the nighttime activities. I know. But no, fuck that. No, you want a real relationship. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, give me 24-7. <laughs> exactly. So that's what that song is inspired about. <laughs> For me, I apply that to, I only make love in the dark. You know, pitch black only. Oh, it's very mysterious. <laughs> it's it's very much you can't see me because if you do, you may get ill. Oh my God, what? No, you're crazy. Oh, it's accurate. You are cracking me No, shit's pitch black. <laughs> shit's, I like literally... Black out the windows. 
You were to take the light bulbs out. The Wait, whole thing. stop. Stop. <laughs> when I do get into it with somebody every three years You're like, or so. I take the power out of my neighborhood. <laughs> You're like, so there's no way you can even turn it on. <laughs> Still use blackout curtains. <laughs> You're like, oops, there's a power outage <laughs> in the entire oh, city. No. Again? <laughs> I got, All of Los Angeles. I guide them in with the sound of my voice only. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> You're not lying, though. It's 100% accurate, dude. God, I've trust me. There's been two times in my life where I've gotten intimate with somebody and the lights are on, and it's not. Okay, everyone wants to get intimate differently, so you know what? To each their own. Uh, spotlight Take the power me. out, okay? <laughs> Rip the cord out. <laughs> Turn it off. Uh, listen to Diamonds and Dance Wars. I, I just realized. a link in the description. Oh, by the way, all of Ava Max's music is available on Amazon Music. Oh, my God. I just realized the Max Cut's gone. Is she retired? She's chilling, you know? She does make a she does make an appearance, actually, in a few days. Oh, what? In one of the visualizers? Yes, in one of us, she comes out of the grave. Oh. She was hibernating for a bit, but she's making a little appearance right now for some air. Was that a big decision to, to get rid of the cut? It was. It felt like a part of me. It felt like a part of my soul, my heart and soul, my brain, my kidneys, my liver. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Bleh. I was like, you're coming off of me. Um, but it, it's fine. I'm fine without her. I'm <laughs> We're fine. fine. You're I'm fine. fine without her. But she, you know, she likes to appear here and there. She really couldn't wait to appear. So she, she's in one of us. <laughs> I mean, there's like a closing of a chapter there, right? Definitely. But Gro- I love I love the Max Cut. Does growth come after that? Growth. Growth happens f- all the time. It's true. Growth happens all the time. Not just because of a haircut. But was it a crutch? Do you feel like that was a part of like how the world saw you? So you no, had to it's keep how it- I saw myself. I was like, that is that's who I am. That's, that's at the time, right? That's how I felt and that's what I liked. I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. You know, I wanted long hair, I wanted short hair. I wanted <laughs> I didn't want just short hair, I didn't want just long hair. I wanna have both. And I can have both. And so the Max Cut really resembled, and it still resembles, you doing what you want to do and not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Even if you're getting made fun of, who gives a fuck? Yes. You live one life. Do what you want to do. You want to wear something crazy every day? You want to wear, like, butterfly wings every day? Or, like, you know what I mean? A chicken suit? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you want to wear, like, you want to be, like, a peanut butter jelly sandwich every day? Like... Halloween costume. <laughs> Fucking go for it. Do it. Who cares? I really think that's what the Max Cut stands for. And that's how, how I felt. How do you keep that alive today, that attitude? Um, Just being me, not caring. You know, I read so many crazy comments online that I'm just like, good. I'm happy. I'm happy you disagree. It's, uh, disagreeing is healthy. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't want to go with what's trending. I don't want to be that it girl you know like it's not it's not for me how do you define success being you when you can really be you and not give a fuck that's successful to me do you feel like you're there yes but i have a lot of goals still fuck yeah speaking of goals have you ever been on a solo tour like your own tour oh my god i am gonna cry (laughs) you were supposed to Probably. Uh, All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Um, you can clutch the cat. So, the COVID, ha- COVID thing heard, called COVID yeah, happened. I've heard of it. Heard of yeah. it? That took out the tour. Took out a lot of things. Really sad. Then the next year kept pushing back some reason. I don't know why my tour, my headline tour, kept getting pushed back. And now we're here, 2023. Finally, 
finally going on a headline tour this Woo! year. I am so excited. I have Let's the date go. in my head. I'm not allowed to say it, but I have it. And I want to say it. But it's happening. And I'm very happy. Sick. I'm finally. fucking excited to see that. <laughs> Thank you. He'll be there. We're going we're gonna to party. We're going to party. Yeah, we are. A lot of dance music. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, are you going to party? Yeah, of course. I'm going to that. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be awesome. All we're going to do is dance. Well, we're going to put a link in the description below. So when tickets are available, you click that link and you can buy them. And you should be listening to Diamonds and Dance Floors, right? <laughs> Listen to it. Yes. Link in the description below. It is there. Uh, do you still make a bomb-ass chicken fajita? Oh, my God. How'd you know? That That's like your ultimate declaration of love? <sighs> During COVID, yes, I haven't made one since COVID. Oh, so it's been years. It's it's been. It's or been you a just long haven't time. loved somebody enough to make them. Maybe, maybe it's that. How how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think I just been so busy that after COVID, started traveling a lot, started no working time on for album. fajitas. Um, I don't have time for fajitas. Postmates is my friend. <laughs> Hotel room service is my friend. <laughs> have you been eating less salami? No. No, oh, you lied, Anderson Cooper. I said I was gonna stop. You did. What? I had some salami a few days ago. Oh, is that your like resolution this year? I I fucked up because what? I really was gonna not have any salami. I heard salami is very bad for you. Salty. And I, I know, and like I guess like I don't know what else it has in it, but I love it so much. Like I can put a, like a little cheese inside of a little salami, and mm. that's my lunch. Like a lot of it though, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> and like I could just be, I mean, so satisfied, happier than anyone you've ever met. Like just mm. with that salami. But I've heard it's not good for you, so I'm trying to cut it out. Well, slow and steady. I'm not. I'm not really good with like stopping things, starting them either. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I am not your consistent girl. <laughs> In the new year, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do. This. And then now, what day is it today? The thirteenth. Is it Friday the thirteenth? It is. Ooh. Okay. Is that like why that. I'm feeling kind of like? Feel a little spooky, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the it's, vibe I'm getting. It's there, the energy. Is there a ghost that's gonna appear on camera now? Because it's Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Well, everywhere you go, you're haunted by a ghost. <laughs> oh, look what I just did. That is good. How about you it? must have heard ghost, huh? I heard the snippet. <laughs> 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 that's the only lyric I know. Everywhere the salami goes, I'm haunted by its ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh my goodness by the way you really should listen to that album there's gonna be a link in the description below Diamonds and Dance Floors is it true that you were living off of $20 a week in yes, LA yes yes I will never forget my car breaking down in the rain I, I just see it right now in my head what happened exactly I was on this hill and it just started going down and the brakes weren't working I, I almost hit a mailbox and then I just like hit the curb and like almost the tree and finally it stopped <laughs> And I was just like crying in my car. It was like raining and I had no money. And then I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? So I called my dad, of course. My dad came to help. But my, my parents were like, you know, they were like, you got to find your own way. We're not going to help you. And I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you had friends that helped you. No, my parents were there, but they were there more emotionally. They really wanted me to like work for what I had. Huh. They, they were just like, go get a job and then go to the studio at night. You can do both. And I'm just like, yeah. Yep, I can. Uh -huh. <laughs> Where were you working? Everywhere. Oh. I was a nail receptionist. I sold straighteners at the kiosk <laughs> at the mall. The really? girls who are like, here, 100% ceramic. Let me help you. Um, let me curl your hair. Let me show you how good it works and it doesn't fry your hair. And I did fry 
someone's hair once. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, let me spray some oil on it. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm like spitting. It's perfect. <laughs> I got I got fired from that. Yeah, not for you, huh? Yeah, I, I had a really crazy boss at that kiosk. She was nuts. And I was just like, I can't. I can't. I can't just like do it right she's like we'll learn I'm like I have been I, I'm making the curls nice but somehow their hair is burning how is this not this straightener must not be 100% ceramic that's crazy <laughs> so I did that I I uh, what else I my first job ever I was 16 in South Carolina Hollister uh, I quit two days later because they made me wear flip flops <laughs> ugh <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? You're going to expose my toes like this while I'm working? <laughs> my toes are cold. That's a hazard. They kept it so cold in there. And I'm just like back there like in my flippy floppies. I'm just like, oh, no. It smells like shit. I, <laughs> so bad. I'm just like, no, I cannot work here anymore. So Hollister was the worst to work at. Yeah. And look I, at you now. Here I am making psycho songs about exes. <laughs> Listen to them, Diamonds and Dance Force, baby. But this is really a redemption album, right? This is coming off of Heartbreak or? Yes, coming off Heartbreak, coming out stronger and just being better than before, knowing more than before. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Listen to it and then go see her on tour. We're going to put a link in the description <laughs> below. All of it is on Amazon Music. Daniel, thoughts? I just think uh, Last Night on Earth sounds phenomenal. Thank you so much. That's one of my favorite songs. I'm excited to hear the full thing. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love that record so much. Feels like it's the last night ever. Like the the like a meteor is like coming to Earth to shut everything down. Like it's like let's just have fun and go out and just <laughs> die all together. Yeah. Go out with a bang. Is that Exa it? Exactly. Wanting to die with the one you love. I like a lot of like movies, you know, I like, okay, I like to watch a lot of movies that are about like, for instance, Geo's, you know, Geostorm, like, oh, yeah, like, that's, by the way, like, t like, like the other one, the earthquake movie so with bad. the earthquake movie, you're talking about like Day After Tomorrow or like, the yes, one, thank you, Day After yeah. Tomorrow, the other one, Sharknado. Um, I can't think or not, nah, the, you're talking the, about, uh, the earthquake with the, with, with the rock, with the rock. San Andreas. You knew. <laughs> San Andreas, um, Day After Tomorrow, Geostorm. I like watching all those movies. And when I finished watching, I forgot which one it was, but that's when I wrote Last Night on Earth. Mm. It inspired me. The, the world ending. Like, let's just party like it's the last night on Earth. Oh. Make love like it's the last night on Earth. Damn. Oh, in the dark. Hello. Okay, only in a power <laughs> outage. <laughs> I will not do it if there's any sort of light on. No candle, no nothing. Gosh, I can't. Who are you dating? Oh, myself. <laughs> oh my God, I love that answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like absolutely nobody. Well, in my head, a couple people. <laughs> in your head. We're always dating someone in our head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it real? You're just like going to sleep. You're like, please let me dream of this person. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the action I get. Oh, it's so fucked. Anyway, Ava Max, dance floors, Diamonds and dance floors. You're like dance floors and dance floors and dance, <laughs> dance floors. floors. <laughs> no diamonds. <laughs> Listen to this album. It wasn't supposed to come out in October. Mm -hmm. What happened? I you am said a perfectionist. No. I'm oh. a perfectionist. So when the the when the due date was coming, yes. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm still tweaking the album. I'm still going over mixes. I'm crazy about mixes and just like everything. And I'm just like, it's not ready. It's not ready. It's not ready. And then. 
label was like, you know what? We can push it. But then I thought of the fans and I knew they were going to be upset. I was upset, but at myself. <laughs> I was mad at myself. But um, I had to do it because I really wanted each song to sound exactly like I hear it in my head, heard it in my head. And now it does. So I'm happy. How do you know a song was done? <laughs> I feel it. It's a gut feeling. Yeah. Anything on this album that you feel is unfinished? No. That's oh, a good feeling, right? Mm-hmm. No, no. Imagine it's like Adam, like it's all unfinished. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, some artists are like that, where they still listen to something and they're like, "Oh fuck, that should have been different." You know what? I am the type of person where it's like, once it's out, it's out, and I love it, and I'm not, I'm not gonna overthink it. Once it's out, I only overthink it and drive myself crazy when well, it's not out. <laughs> the the moment it's on Spotify and Apple, I hear it and I'm just like, ah, music to my ears. It's out. I don't need to touch it anymore. It's yours. Yeah, it's no longer now you, yours. Now you nitpick it and tell me why I suck. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her. Listen to it. Link in the description tell below. Tell me what you hate, and yeah. that's that. None of the good stuff. Just so only we'll the just bad stuff. We'll just live with it. <laughs> Soak her in real deep, like a sponge. <laughs> Enjoy it. Ava Max, really appreciate you. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Your energy's amazing. I feel like Dan's a real fan. I just think the, I just think music's fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Now I'm already thinking about the third album. Though. Also, I got to be honest, we never had you in here. You don't do many things. I was like, what's her personality going to be like? Is she going to be easy to talk to? Is she going to be scary? Is she going to be... She was phenomenal. Oh, oh thank wow. you so much. Thank you. I sometimes don't recognize myself, too. <laughs> I'm just Is that true? No, no, no. I... No, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, when you wake up, you don't know what kind of mood you're going to be in or, like, what you want to wear. You're just like all right, let's see what this day has for me now. Huh? And just like, I could literally be wanting to wear a flower dress one day and look super girly. And then today I'm just like, nope, wearing a beanie, wearing a sweatshirt, I want to be cozy. And that's okay. And that's okay. So I, I really just like, you know, I go with the flow. I don't know what I'm going to feel tomorrow morning. I might want to shave my head, I, which is fine. But if, you know, it's whatever I feel in the moment. <laughs> Sick. That's the right way to be. Don't overthink it, right? Ava Max, everybody. Here. Don't overthink it. Listen to that album. Link in the description below and go see her on tour. She hits the road this year. Woo! Ava Max. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are so nice. Hey there, beautiful human. Thanks for hanging out with us today. You made it through our conversation with Ava Max. I appreciate it. Listen to her new album, Diamonds and Dance Floors, and share our podcast with those you care about. Big thanks to GoPuff. Big thanks to you. Now be safe. Hug your family if you can. Remind them that you love them. Don't go to jail. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you real soon, okay? By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs> <laughs>